This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. I love you, Mom. She's one of the most influential women in NASCAR. I love my mom. My sister Kelly always has my back. I couldn't be prouder of my daughter. I love my wife Kelly. She's my best friend. Welcome to this week's Fastlane Family, brought to you by Bedhead by TG. You can get Bedhead by TG products at your local Ulta store, and you can also visit Ulta.com and enter TG15 and save 15% off your favorite TG stylers at checkout. Super excited about Fastlane Family. I have a friend in the studio that goes way back. You're not that old, though, right, Shane? I'll be 36 (laughs) this Sunday. Shane Mill is with me, and I haven't got to uh, visit with him in person for quite a while. We we run into each other here and there at a few racetracks Mm -hmm. and whatnot, but I'm excited about this discussion and having you on this week for Fastlane Family. So let's just jump into it. First off, you were late. That wasn't good. Well, I I was... Yeah, he was it. just three minutes late. We're gonna, yeah. we'll, we're, we won't be too hard on him. Yeah, yet. I was actually thirty-three minutes. Late. And three is a good number, so I'm okay with that. I yeah yeah yeah. yeah. It was uh, all for a reason. Yeah. So you've been through a lot, and we're gonna go back. But you drove yourself down here. Yeah. Yeah. I How's got, that feeling? It's pretty neat. It, pretty uh, independent. Yeah, yeah. I, I can strap myself up, hook myself into my wheelchair, drive right into my van, hook up into it, crank it up. and... I drove from Greensboro to here an hour and a half, and it wasn't, I do it quite a bit. It's, yeah. I enjoy it. You know, I, I spent four years riding around. Yeah. Being taxied. Around. <laughs> it's totally incredible. My cousin, um, Jennifer, was in a car accident and was paralyzed also uh, when she was 18. And um, she's, gosh, <clears throat> I don't know, in her young 30s now. And the day that she got a van and converted and was able to have that freedom to drive, and she's a school teacher. You know, that that independence and freedom is just second to none. <laughs> it means so much. Uh, I moved out of my parents' house last June, yeah. too. So, yeah, it's like I'm an adult almost. You know <laughs> what I mean? I'm, I'm 16. You growed up. I've got my license, and I'm 18, and I'm moving out of my parents' house. <laughs> well, you, you're growing up almost. That's the, that's the deal. And I want to talk about that. It seems like... Um, so much has happened, and, and I went back and watched the Race Hub interview that you did, probably within a year of your accident, mm-hmm. and just, sure, I, I said to myself, I'm not, wasn't sure if I'm going to get through this without being emotional, because I've known you so long, and I knew that feisty kid that ran around with Dale, and were friends there, and, and you had quite the career um, going on in NASCAR back in the early 2000s. I did. talk about that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. I, I um... Well, it was at perfect timing. It was um, about the time Kenseth and Junior were blowing up the Bush Series, and there was a lot of manufacturer money, sponsor money. Um, it was kind of easy to find a ride by just winning races. Well, that I, that was one of my questions. Was y- you were a great goat kart racer and that kind of thing? But what was that moment and that chance that got you into a, a bush ride at that time, I guess? I, you, uh, you ran the Goody's Dash car. Yeah, I ran a Goody's Dash series, and Jerry Kennan called me and asked if I would practice and qualify a car for Kenny Wallace. And uh, that was when Harvick was in it, Jeff Green. That was 2001, so there were some tough cars then. And uh, I was fourth fastest in the first practice and first fastest in the second. And I kind of signed my deal that day, you know, and my guy, the guy that <laughs> had me practice car wanted me to sign a retainer that I would be his driver and all that. So that was my big step. It was 
lots of drivers that didn't want to do what I wanted to do got me somewhere. So it's one of them things. If you don't feel like doing it in racing, you might still need to do it. <laughs> you talk a lot, you know, since your accident, you've gone back and just kind of, I think you've looked at your life and the things that have happened. It's such an inspiration because you you said you don't regret anything and you've used all of these things that have happened to you in your 36 years. And, you know, from the issues that you had in NASCAR with failing your drug test, you don't have any regrets. But when you look back, is there anything? Because, look, I go to a lot of therapy myself these days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm 43 years old. <laughs> and you look back at this person, you know, you look back at these times in your life and you're like, yeah, I wasn't paying a lot of attention here. You know, what was I doing? And there are things that, you know, are clear to me now that weren't a bit clear then, mm -hmm. you know. Do you have any of those kind of thoughts during that time frame for yourself? Yeah, I, um, I just wonder, you know, I, I question... There's only one question I ask, and it's, was I good enough to actually stay up there? Yeah. And that's the only wonder I still have yeah. about it. Failing the drug test um, was a bummer. It embarrassed my family. It embarrassed me a little. But the whole deal was is it took that to get my head right. I mean, it took being suspended twice. I mean, I, I had so many opportunities to get back. You know, I was given an opportunity to come back once and then twice. And um, I just never finished the deal. You know what I mean? I never completed what needed to be done. It went through the rehab process. Yeah. And, and, and got, it, yep. My place was uh, the rehab I went to was uh, run by a neurologist. It wasn't set by AA. It was find out why you want to get a buzz. Mm -hmm. And... Um, that's what I was excited about is they looked. And I'd been misdiagnosed since I was five with ADHD. And I, they thought, or they think still I'm a bipolar level two, which means, you know, I'm just mad. I mean, they're happy as can be or I get mad. So that being said, my brain was running all the time. And then they would throw Adderall on me or Wellbutrin or anything, something else to make my mind run. Well, the pot slowed my mind down. It really made me feel better, I thought, you know. And then once I got, now I'm on medication and stuff like that. I'm, let's see, July 23rd, 2007. I mean, I'm almost 10 years clean. That's a, it's a long, I don't even know it anymore. It's a pretty cool. You don't to, have to point out the date anymore, heck, no, right? No, I, <laughs> I, I used to count days and now it's like. Oh, man, I'm counting God, How years. long has that been, right? Yeah. Oh, I know. The same thing, just going through and looking at that footage of the racing and stuff. I'm like, gosh, I've known this kid a long time, mm -hmm. you know? I mean. <laughs> a long, I mean, I remember when my dad went to work at DEI. That was, I think Junior was about to win his first, Bush, 98. Is yep. that his first year? Yep. Yeah, he went, I think, come over there. And that's when I started. That's when I met you. And, uh. You were always just tough as hell, junior sister, you know what I mean? I mean yeah, just, you, you knew not to step out of line in front of Kelly. <laughs> and you boys like to do that quite often. <laughs> yeah, it, it, um, that was part of kind of our day-to-day. -day. Oh, gosh. Can you think back on any, can you remember any good Earnhardt stories that your dad might have told or that you might have been a part of, of my dad? <laughs> yeah, I've got a, the first time I met him. It was at the test 
your brother was testing at Rockingham, and uh, your dad walked up to me and shook my hand and introduced himself to me, and he shook my hand so hard that I went to the ground. And it was almost like he was proving to me, look, I got this. You know, I'm the tough I'm guy I'm the one here. in charge here. Yeah, <laughs> I run the shit. And um, it's that one. And then I, uh, the last memory I have was my goodies dash car. We had broke the transmission. And um, it was the year 2001 that, they, you know, they were driving the yellow Corvettes. Mm -hmm. And I was walking through the driver's lot, and someone hit me. And my knee with a car. I'm like, what the hell? And uh, it was your dad. It was Dale Sr. And he said, tell your dad to quit running that lightweight cheater and stuff. <laughs> and, and you'll finish faster, farther up. So that's, the, I've got some couple of good ones that I don't need to tell. <laughs> yeah, we have some on-air, off-air yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> stories. We have that. <laughs> oh, too funny. Yeah. There's a, uh, I remember one, I had gotten drunk. We were young. I had gotten drunk, and I had thrown up. Man, I drove my dad's company vehicle to Ooh. Charlotte, so I would thrown <laughs> up all out the side of it. And your dad been over at Junior. He went back and told my dad, he said, yeah, man, I don't know what the hell happened. Somebody must have got drunk. There's throw up all down the side of a dang Looks like a brand-new Suburban. He didn't know it was his, <laughs> thank goodness. I'm glad he didn't know it was his company car. <laughs> oh, gosh. Those those were the days when, um yeah, he would just show up at Dale's house and mm -hmm. lay on the horn or, you know, do something crazy to, to try to get y'all's attention. Yeah. <laughs> y'all out having a good time mm -hmm. <laughs> and laying in bed the next morning. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, the whole day. <laughs> the whole day. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So, um, what, what's kind of a typical day for you these days? Well, now I've got um, a really good workout program that I'm going through. I got, uh, I won a grant from Shepherds, the place in Atlanta that has strengthened me up and has made me so much stronger. And that's where I spent, uh, I don't know, two of the last five years is in Atlanta at that place. And I won a grant and they sent someone up here to teach a weight trainer how to train me you know just learn how to get me in certain positions and what does what because everything fires different with me and I'm actually a weird spinal cord injury if I mean I have feeling everywhere I move things it's kind of weird you know it's cool you know I mean I'm glad I feel that you know and, but I have hypertension so if it hurts a little scratch will be a little bit more painful than normal. So, you know, I got the good and the bad, but there's just so many ways that I've improved in, in my weight training. I mean, yesterday, my guy, he'll lift me up out of the chair and slowly set me down on my feet, and I stood three I minutes that. by myself. I yeah. mean, that's, that's pretty <laughs> cool. I mean, that's something I never thought I would do. I never thought I would drive down here. I never thought I... You know, because the first doctor told me, he said, you know, just expect to lay on your back a lot, spend a lot of time in bed. To, you know, your parents need to get your house ready for, you know, you live on a cot. I remember driving out of the room, you know, with chairs. I knocked over chairs and I had bags all hooked to me. And I just wasn't going to hear it because when I woke up, my first memory, I woke up, I was flying to Atlanta and... um 
I woke up in the airplane, and um, I was like, Mom, what's wrong? Where am I? She was like, you're in a crash. We're headed to Atlanta. You're paralyzed, but it's temporary. And that temporary is in my head. I'm not paralyzed for the rest of my life. Who knows? You know what I mean? Uh, they might come up with something tomorrow, 40 days, 40 years from now. Who, who knows? Yep. Um, but I do know you got to be healthy. Yeah. And you know? you've also seen the amount of work that you put into it and the different things that are changing and happening. Right? Works right. out a ton. Yeah. yeah. It's the first time that I've ever worked out, cared about my health, looked after myself. And it's definitely improved my body. It's improved my healing. It's really... Um, that's the thing is I don't remember what it felt like to walk. I don't remember what it felt like to run or throw a football or anything like that. So everything I do now is new. It's like the first time. It's not like, oh, I can't throw the ball like I used to. It's not that. I try to throw things in the garbage, you know, a tissue, something. It'll fall on the floor or what. But I'm trying. You know what I mean? So what if I missed it? Yeah, somebody might have to pick it up. But I'm trying. And anything I do... Any movement I make is more than I could, you know? Yeah. So I, I'm actually, it sounds weird, <laughs> but I like what I'm learning. Yeah. It's dumb to say, but I like almost being paralyzed for the simple fact what you can do. It's your appreciation for it is I what it is. I, I mean, that's what it is. It's the appreciation for the ability to do those things because you take those things for granted. You oh, know? every I day. Mean, yeah. And you, so you have no clue yeah. how easy it is. Yeah. It's like I can compare that to motherhood for me being, you know, being a mother at 27 and being a mother to my 4-year-old son at 39 and the differences in just watching, you know, my 4-year-old son today versus watching Carson at 4, the things I take in and appreciate and I slow down for and I stop and I'm enjoying, you know, because I'm not in the middle of trying to you know, what's my career doing? What's this person? I'm more concerned about going here or there or everywhere. You know, I'm so tuned in to being a mom now that it's just different. It's an appreciation for that stuff and enjoyment for that. So, yeah. yeah. When you have that and you find that that feeling, yeah, that's something I won't ever get taken out of my heart. You yeah. know what I mean? The feeling of getting better and progress. You know what I mean? It's the same thing I lived off of uh, at a drug rehab. Progress, not perfection. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. You know, just get better every day and... I wonder if that process of rehab sort of laid a foundation for how to deal with this situation. I think it did. I I really do. I think if it would have ever happened with my brain not under control with a found, you know, with like you're saying, a good foundation, I don't think I could have would have done it. I think I would have been mad, um, just upset, angry, disappointed, you know, like, why in the world? Why me? Why me? And. Uh, my family owns nursing homes. My mom and brother started in-home health care. If there's anyone that should have got paralyzed, it should have been me. So I'm the guy that I'll bite the bullet. You know what I mean? I am do whatever you need to do to me. You know what I mean? That's what I tell the doctors down in Atlanta. If you want to just do some experimenting. Just try something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> can't hurt it much worse. That's funny. So you live on your own. You live completely on your own? No, I have a roommate. Okay. And I have maids that come from my mom and brother's company that come and take care of me and look after me at night when I'm sleeping and get me up and shower me and once I get dressed and get my day started I just you're on your own move along yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's um it's independent there's times (laughs) I'm calling my brother like 
Hey, I need you to come over here and help me do this. Uh, it'll be something small. I'll drop the remote and can't get it or something tiny. I got one of those reach and grab those. Oh, long. yeah, yeah. Like you I'm pick not up trash strong with. enough. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeming strong enough to squeeze it. But I try. I'm getting there. I can get something if I really am like trying. And but it's a it's a struggle on fighting <laughs> dropping things. You're not afraid to lean on the family, huh? No, no, yeah. no. no. Uh-uh. Yeah. That's why um, people have always told me I'm spoiled. I'm like hell yeah, I'm spoiled. My mom lo- loves me more than anything. So. I mean, As she should. Yeah, it's great to have a family to lean on. Like, I always have Tyler, my mom, my dad. Ever since I got injured, they've been right there for me. Yeah. So, you know, like Kevin Swindell, when he got injured, I don't know that he has as much to lean on as I did as far as family. You know, I mean, my family's been in the healthcare business since 1952. So when I got out of the school bus, uh, at elementary school and stuff, I went to the nursing homes, and the older people become my friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what I've kind of learned and been around. And I just, I, I hope that everybody has a shoulder to lean on like I do. Or I, could, I should say, I wish people did. Yeah. I, I yeah. Mean, let's talk about, in terms of wishing, let's talk about Shane Spark and what you're doing there. And. You know, uh, you go out and you talk to people and, yeah. and it's, support uh, sh- people and give people hope. and Shane Spark, Sparking Positive Attitudes in Recovering Kids. And I go around, I've spoke at Vanderbilt, I've been on big radio stations, I've been, I've been at Chapel Hill to speak, I've been to, I like to go to a lot of middle schools. I like to catch kids right before they're going out in their summer when they're about 12 or 13, because I know what, that's when you find the bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? I kind of want to let them know, yes, there's bad out there. Kind of, you know what I mean? Don't go down that road. So I, I like to go and speak with people like that. But if I go somewhere and I feel like I have one connection with someone, you know, they come up and talk with me after I feel like I, I did an okay job yeah, speaking. But the speaking thing is great foundation is great it's the building of things that i'm not good at you know like the paperwork and not, <laughs> I, I write numbers down and i've signed my name since i graduated high school that's it no writing so it's something i'm learning i mean yeah. great clips made this possible doug stringer they're the ones that make it possible and, and let me do it and they're not rushing me they they say you know Look at this as, as your retirement, you know. <laughs> Pretend it's that slow, you know what I mean? Don't try to rush it because I'm like, man, I can't do this. I don't I don't get that done. I don't have people calling me every day. But I, I actually do have a lot of people calling, and there's a lot of drug rehab places that want me to go. And I don't go in the wintertime just because traveling and all, it's cold. I've got 18-inch rods and metal in my oh, back, yeah. so I'm cold. And I will start traveling and doing some things this summer. We're going to announce quite a bit of stuff, what we're going to do with Shane Spark here in the next little bit. What's what's your ultimate goal there with that, if you can kind of sum it up? To have a victory junction. No. I mean, not like that. I mean, but if I could do something to where there was something like that, you know what I mean? Uh, Adam Petty was one of my best friends. What an idea he had in his family pulling through. I don't know 
how much of Victory Junction still runs. I think it does some in the summer, but yeah, I would like to have something like that. I want to be able to help people, and a lot of people think I can help them only with like going around the track fast, and that's <laughs> that's not all that I'm good at. Because I've made so many mistakes that I, I'm fine with a mistake as long as you learn from it. You, you know, doing the same thing again and again, you know what not to do now. And I'm trying to make Shane Spark big, known. I would like to for it to be whatever any kid wanted, you know. Just, I, I just, whatever. You want to just inspire kids and, and talk to them about what you went through and... I want them to know that. <clears throat> hope they can stay on the right path. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, life is the. You're supposed to live, you know, walk life almost in a straight line, but it's all turns. Or do you go left <laughs> or do you go right? Do you go left or do you go right? And which curveballs do you catch? And yeah. Which ones do you let go? I mean, it's <laughs> like, but that's the best part about life. You get to experience it. That's right. So let's talk about your um, USAC midget team. And you started that in, was that 2013? Yeah, well, that was our first year that we really got serious with it. I had it when I raced. It was called 5-6 Inc. We actually kind of joked around because I worked on it in Levi Jones's garage, who's a big well-known racer up there. And then he drove the car for me after I got injured. Then Darren Hagen drove it when we got serious. He started driving it, and I got a sponsor from Great Clips. And we won a lot of races that year. Then last year, we Darren wasn't driving for us. We won a couple races, big ones, but nothing like the year before. We're second in points right now. We've got Midget Week coming up the 31st. So that's six nights of straight racing, and that's perfect. I mean, I like that. Obviously, I just watch, but <laughs> I don't have to t tighten any bolts or get in any mud or anything like that. But it's going to be so great to go up there and race. Jerry Coons Jr. is going to drive for me. He's a multi-time champ, and I think all those tracks he runs weekly in a sprint car. So I hope he can get us midget week and keep us, you know, up front in the points because maybe somebody will want to keep us going. Now, where is that team based out of? St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. Yeah. It's Belleville, Illinois, yep. really. Yep. Yeah. It's a um, cool place. Uh, I'm in Junior Knepper's shop, Steve Knepper. He was a great race car driver. I mean, that, that, that shop has kept race cars since the 50s, so it feels really cool to be in there. And, and just, you know, when you set, when we bring trophies in our shop, it matches up next to trophies that are from the 60s and the 70s. And, Oh, Bentonhausen won that, and uh, this guy won that. I'm like, wow. That's pretty cool. Pretty cool, <laughs> yeah. But the race team's doing really good. We are doing, we're taking the race team to a new level. We're going to promote three races this year, me and my dad are. Oh, nice. We're promoting three races at Plymouth Speedway, and it's pretty cool. It's presented by Klotz Oil and Cometic Gaskets, and uh, we've got a nice points fund that we're lucky to get priority aviation to fund that and um it's we got picked to be three of the eight indiana national championship so we got three of the eight races which means it's at least legit it's going to be an okay race you know it looks like people are going to enjoy it you know it's a wednesday it's the middle of the week 
I want to grab your Joey Saldanas, and I want to, uh, you know, I want to grab all the guys that can run midgets, yeah. Carlson, and just steal them all and let them come race and let it be a good Wednesday we'll afternoon. Fun, yeah. yeah, it's called a Hump Day Summer Series. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Did you think of that name? My dad. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. And when he said that, he busted out laughing. <laughs> I can hear it. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So uh, traveling-wise, how much are you traveling around? Last year, well, when it started in 14, I left every Thursday and got back every Sunday. That was too much. I was wore out by August. My wheelchairs were beat on a, you know, I mean, I wouldn't believe it. This is the third wheelchair I've got from the airlines dropping. And just well, just I was going to ask you about that. So you fly commercial, obviously, mm -hmm. and uh, that's got to be challenging. And yeah. Yeah. I'm the first one on, last one off. <laughs> <laughs> so they put me in a little bitty chair at the bottom of the ramp. And um, the seat's about like the size of one of my thighs. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's a little, <laughs> little bitty thing, and it throws me out. And they put me in first, so I'm glad I get on first, and I get to watch everybody come on. And I got to watch everybody go off. But it um flying. They take care of you good. The wheelchairs, they do not take care of. <laughs> you have to it, send that through baggage claim? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this one is $73,000. I think I remember something, seeing something on your mom's Facebook page once about one of the uh, wheelchair incidents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's happened. But uh, I do have to say, every everywhere I've went, I do have something to ride. So my my little permobile, they won't let me go without wheels because those are my legs. <laughs> That's awesome. Your mom, she can be a little spitfire, so I keep up on her Facebook. Mm -hmm. Check and see what's going on. She's a good spitfire. She is. She is a good spitfire. Not Didn't mean that in a bad way by any means. Oh, no. Yeah. All right. Got anything else you want to talk about? I want to talk about how great your race team has gotten <laughs> in the last couple of years. Seriously. It's pretty mean, cool, isn't it? Yeah. It went from okay, you know what I mean, and now you're knocking on a door every week with any driver, whether it's Cole, Custer, Tadell Jr. We certainly have a, a uh, enough drivers to choose yes, from from time you, to time. I would say. <laughs> Nine or ten drivers in the one car. Mm -hmm. gets crazy. Yeah, I would think that. It's just really cool that what all you've done. I love how Dell Jr. is running right now. I like how his drive and his emotion and when he gets out of the car, he, he's loving it. You know what I mean? I think that that's fun. I haven't been here in about six or seven years. I would have thought more buildings would have been built around here. Yeah. I do have to say that. So I'm glad I don't own any real estate. Yeah. Cause I didn't want to yeah, be in the real happening. estate. Yeah. <laughs> it is not happening. It is not happening. They say it's coming back, but it's pretty slow. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the Chili Bowl this year. I paid a little bit more attention to it because Carson was out there, so I had to... Keep my antennas up, mm -hmm. you know. Especially at the Chili Bowl. That's right. And so you were out there with Eric Saunders, who um, is also a paralyzed racer. Yeah. Talk about that experience. It's kind of weird. Eric, I remember when Eric got paralyzed, I was in a meeting with his dad. And uh, his dad's, uh, his name's Irish. He's a Hoosier guy, tired guy forever. And um, I remember telling him, man, I just couldn't imagine what you're going through right now and i'm sorry for it and blah 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 and um it wasn't three weeks later i was paralyzed and then it worked back to where we're teamed up it's pretty neat that i get to watch someone that has you know m mobility problems uh get out there and gas it i mean he goes out there and drives hard he 
he you know he wins some uh, outlaw races it was his first time in a midget um first time in a midget at the chili bowl mm-hmm, yep. <laughs> that's pretty impressive that's what i was thinking to start to go there and let it be your first time first time out <laughs> yeah that's what i thought but he had a lot of courage he did he's not he's not scared of anything i can tell you that it was fun to watch i mean we beat a lot more people than i thought we were going to be when we first started you know i like to say hey if we can be on the first half of 300 we're doing pretty good first time out and he was well above on the top half of the racing and that's really good there's a there's a lot of really good racers at that place and it makes it it makes me inside warm up watching him go because it's like I think, you know what, if I could get my left hand a little bit stronger, maybe I could get out there and do it. But <laughs> I don't want to yet. But, I, I mean, it does. It, it, it's one of those things that makes you feel like you're you're a part of it. Yeah. So now, really you had cool. your own experience getting back behind the wheel, yeah, right? I drove. Uh, in the driving experience. I drove at Rockingham. It was way too early. I don't know. The guys put this together. It was really neat. I drove it. I averaged 102 miles an hour. Which wait, I, I was within a year out. Yeah, it was like six. Yeah, 2013. Months. Yeah, it was. Yeah. No, I mean I. So I was going too fast, and it was neat. I enjoyed it. I really wish that we could have that car and take that car to Marine bases, Army bases, whatever, and uh, take injured people and let them drive because I was there with two Marines. Uh, one had lost both legs, and one had lost one. And, they both drove it, and they were way faster than I was, and they enjoyed it. And that's something that they would have never thought they'd have got to do. And um, I like to have a car like that <laughs> of my own to Play just with, take yeah. around and let well, that can be other a goal. people drive. Yeah, yeah. That can be a I, goal. I see a bunch of them. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking out here in the shop. <laughs> so I have a question, if, if you want to try to answer it. So in your case, being paralyzed and having to go out in the world when you're you're a minority in mm. this in this in that situation what do you come across that you know just either irks you or something that you think about that people could do better or give you more grace or you know just from the world's perspective this is going to be taken wrong <laughs> fat people using handicapped spots yeah pisses me off it takes me from <laughs> i mean there's a lot of times that I can't park or I'll have to go way on the other side and take up two spots and then you come in and it'll either be someone sitting in the car with it running yeah I've um, seen that happen yeah and it's yeah. like and I, I ask them you know what I mean I don't I don't have any problem asking them. I pull up I'm like what are you doing well, I'm diabetic or you're diabetic because you eating so damn much you know i mean those are self-put-on diabetics and i i know i shouldn't be mean like that but at times it's really really tough and that irks me yeah Yeah. so people being inconsiderate at the end of the day no matter what i mean inconsiderate 95 percent of the day i get my doors open for me i've never felt treated bad other than people taking parking spots and that's the worst i gotta deal with and that's it but it is uh it does irk you. Yeah. You know, it's like, is there a time when too much sympathy gets on your nerves? Oh yeah. I mean, I can imagine that's kind of t- frustrating too, because yeah. you you want to be independent and. I'll try to pick something up, and I'll be trying, and someone will help me, 
or I'll start doing something and someone will help me. And and they're thinking <coughs> I'm, they're doing something good, yeah. right? And, right? And, and they are. Right, they I get are. it. But it's something like. But if you can sit there and try for 10 or 15 minutes, you might get it done, might right? Figure it out. And then yeah. that's a victory. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a win. So it's um my brain injury, my spinal cord injury, they work so weird together because I can be working on something, can't get it, just get madder and can be fly off the handle and then there'll be times i love the help need the help you know what i mean it's just so double-edged sword i mean i i feel bad for i love that my family's around but i feel bad for them (laughs) because they catch they get the brunt of it they do they they get a lot of loving but they are the ones the first ones to hear if i have anything wrong yeah what's your tattoo there on your arm um that's the watch i had on when i crashed and supposedly, I guess the EMS stole it off my wrist. I mean, really? there's scars there. They didn't cut my suit off of me like that. I mean, my there was like nine different stories my mom said when she was trying to get it. And when did you get that? Uh, I got it a couple of months ago. Oh, okay, it, so it's pretty fresh. Yeah, Ricky Hendrick. That was Ricky Hendrick's watch. He, his mama bought him when he won his first truck race. And I bought it from Ricky when I won my first bush pole. And then it's got 10-9-10, which is the date, and family. Because if you don't have family, you don't have anything in my life. So, I mean, my last name means a lot to me. So, there it is. Well, that's a nice daily reminder, huh? Yeah, a lot of people are like, uh, I got a cousin <laughs> that has a tattoo with a watch on it. But his is 5 o'clock. I didn't want to do 5 o'clock. His what time like does yours say? 10-10 for the month in the year yeah so it's all good i enjoy it <laughs> look cool. pretty cool you got an apple watch on the other one there yeah yeah i need it that helps you out yeah yeah because like uh if i drop my phone i can't get in touch with anybody can when i got this you know there's a lot of little things on there. i was leaning over one time and completely fell out of my wheelchair Ooh. but my seatbelt was holding me in so i was hanging upside down Luckily, I could get the phone to call. You know, it was for the watch. And um, it was 20 minutes I was hanging there. And I oh, was, gosh. I'm not letting that happen again. <laughs> no, nope, nope, Technology nope. is uh, favorable for you. For sure. Yeah. I've got um, voice loud so people can hear me when I'm sleeping if I need something. I, it's for sure like I'm a baby. I'm like a little child. You know, they have uh, monitors for my sound and just, yeah. <laughs> It's like I'm a small child. I'm cool with it. Hey, what's wrong with it? No, it could be a lot worse. <laughs> the attitude and the positiveness you have about it is awesome. So I can imagine that a lot of people could use that. So I'm glad that you're sharing your story and and using that for the good of other people because I'm, sure I'm sure that there's tons of people that are out there. Why me? And you can be that voice for them. There's a lot you know? that I have met already that were why me. I've met yeah. some that have taking their own life because of paralysis and i like that people feel that i can you know there are a lot of people that say what you just said that you know i can cheer people up you know if if i'm at shepherds in atlanta and there's someone having an issue they come and get me if i'm there and you know i sneak around i don't act like hey man what's your problem you know i sneak around be his friend you know i i do things like that to just let everybody know that just because you're paralyzed, you should look around in any room you're in 
and you've got it better than somebody. Somebody has it worse than you. And just know that. Know that somebody's got it worse than you, and um, know that. Yeah, you use that thought process for a lot of stuff. Yes. Yep. That's good stuff. All right. Well, this is awesome. We're going to be down at Speed Street for yep. the 600 Festival, right? Yep, I sure am. I'm and, going to be uh, down there. Doing a fundraiser there and, and doing autographs. So yes. that'll be cool. It's going to be cool. We're getting a lot of signed helmets, any kind of, you know, racing apparel, gear, and one person gets it all. You know, it's one oh, big wow. sale, a raffle, you know, however many. We, we sell as many raffle tickets as we can. Uh, that all gets donated to my foundation, which will donate it to another foundation. Yep. I can't cool. wait to do that. Yeah, you that's going to be mean? awesome. That's, that's going to be Friday night, May 27th from 7 to 9. You're going to be yeah, down there. It's going to be really cool. cool. Yeah, good day to be down there. Hair 911, what's your emergency? All right, we're going to move into our Hair 911. Do you ever have any Hair 911s? Oh, yeah. Can I you get the brush up there and handle your hair yourself? Or I don't brush no, it. You don't brush it. You just let it go. I, I do it with Keep a little it. one wipe with my crooked fingers like my brush, and they, uh, <laughs> they work just fine. You keep it styled enough where you can just kind of fluff it there. Yeah. All right. Well, this week's Bedhead by TG Hair 911 for us was about split ends. It's probably something you don't have to worry about. And uh, we asked on Twitter, do you have split ends and need some extra protection for your hair? And our fans can tweet us with the Hair 911 and at TG Creatives. And we're going to come and save the day for them. So, Denny, Laurie, I'm going to screw this one up. Badenture. Badenture. That's, that's a hard one right there. There's way too many... Man, that is worse than mine. Yeah, there's not enough uh, vowels in there for me to get that one right. So I did my best. Split ends and dry hair help, she says. So the experts at TG recommend a product called Ego Boost. And Denny's straw-like hair with split ends is no problem for this product, Ego Boost Leave-In Conditioner. Help us here, Denny. Ego Boost is a powerhouse when it comes to mending split ends, especially if she's shy about trimming them off, which a lot of people, you know, don't want to go cut their hair and then they end up growing these split ends out. So that can be a problem. Denny can apply a generous amount of Ego Boost through her hair. And after, of course, she uses her favorite TG shampoo and conditioner. And you just leave that in your hair and comb it through. So it's a perfect cocktail to utilize with any of your other favorite TG styling products. And then you just blow that dry as you desire and move along. So perfect. And don't forget, you can pick up Ego Boost at your local Ulta location. And you can also visit Ulta.com and enter TG15 and save 15% off your favorite TG stylers at checkout. We also want to let our fans know, too, about the show we've been talking about on TLC that TG is putting on called Global Beauty Masters. It's extreme hair, nail, and fashion show, and it airs on Thursdays at 6 p.m. on TLC. And be sure to check it out. It's crazy, completely maniac, crazy, crazy design stuff in hair. It's nothing, I don't know if you could pull it off, Shane. So. You don't think? Yeah, I don't know. Mm. You might could. We grow it out long enough. We'll see. I, try, I tried to do that man bun kind of thing. <laughs> And uh, it, it let it work out for you. It wasn't for me. What a good look. Nah. <laughs> All nah. right. Well, let's move into rapid fire. So we'll we'll go through these pretty quickly. What's your favorite racetrack to go to? Uh, still Bristol. Still Bristol. Yeah. Yeah. It's just awesome. Every time you go, anytime you watch racing, that it's up on it. When like, you're looking at the roof numbers. Yeah. It's like a it's like a billboard. <laughs> it's great. All right. You're doing a lot of traveling. So favorite road trip song. What kind of music you into? Oh, I'm into, I've always been into hip-hop. Um, 36 years old, riding down the road, listening to the newest rap song. I don't know if that's cool or not, <laughs> but 
I am stuck on this new Apple Music thing that they got. So I, I have like every song now. So I just press blah 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 radio. Yeah. So just I let would it, probably let it roll. I would probably type in Drake radio and just let it ride. Yeah. Cool. All time best movie. Kenny Rogers six pack. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Six yeah, pack. Yeah. That's a really one of yeah. my favorite movies. Just because it was so cool, and I remember that that's what I wanted. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to do that. <laughs> that. That's important. Good childhood movie. Childhood dream movie. Okay, well, I know the answer to this one now. Country or rap? Rap. Rap. You got it. One but thing, the new country is getting really cool. I like the new country. Like, well, it's kind of a little bit more popish, I yeah, guess. You know, yeah, so, it's got the yeah. good. It's not just. You got those people that though that love that old timey country. Yeah, you know? that's not me. Yeah, I like yeah. the the newer style, the Florida Georgia line. Yeah, stuff so like I see that. I see the arguments on both sides of that often because oh, yeah. I listen to country, so that's what I'm into. One thing you can't leave home without your wheels. <laughs> Obviously. Um... <laughs> What do I need? I tell you what, I can't leave without my medicine. Yeah. It's got a big pill bottle in my back, but really, I can't go that, my, my pills. I mean, yeah, because um, yeah, I'm ready to go. I mean, yeah. like right now, I have my keys in my lap. Wheels and pills, he's on it. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I mean, I can get out, go in. Uh, people don't mind grabbing me a drink or food or chips or whatever. So, I'm ready to go awesome well this has been fun i hope you've enjoyed it i've had a blast Thank catching you for, up and yeah. i appreciate you coming down here and i, I appreciate getting it getting out and uh, now you get to go take tyler to pick up his new car yeah my little brother's going to get a new car i'm excited <laughs> for him his is wore out it's been two years <laughs> so but thank you all right shane well thank you so much i hope you guys have enjoyed this week's fast lane family and talk to you next week Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. 